Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the NACF Podcast. This month, the month of July, we're starting a new series on how to walk it out. If you've answered all the whys and heard all the whys, why not? Why here? Why now? You are my why. Why do you gather all your information and all the resources you need? Now it's time to walk it out. But first, you must take baby steps. Coming up. All God is asking of you all today is to get started in your purpose. I know for some of you it's a lot. I know for some of you it may be overwhelming. I know it's scary and I know it's hard. I know you may be confused about the big picture, but today we have to walk it out. Somebody say walk it out. Walk it out. God bless you. God bless you all that are here. Those of you that are in the room. Amen. And those of you that are listening, we got plenty of room. We got a whole lot more room. Y'all come on back to church. We're going to be all right. Amen. God is good. We're taking all of our precautions. It'll be, I don't know how you're going to catch it if you come here. And so y'all might as well come on back to church. So go ahead and fill it out. Say, I'm ready to come back because we got plenty of room, look like, in here before we get to our 50 people. So it's the, the, the atmosphere is nice up in here. Amen. Nothing like being in the house of the Lord. Exodus chapter 4, verse 1 through 9, in the New International Version. Exodus chapter 4, 1 through 9, is there for you on the screen. Uh, let's read together. Moses answered, What if they do not believe me, or listen to me, and say, The Lord did not appear to you? Then the Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? A staff, he replied. The Lord said, throw it on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground, and it became a snake, and he ran from it. Then the Lord said to him, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. So Moses reached out and took hold of the snake, and it turned back into a staff in his hand. This, said the Lord, is so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. Then the Lord said, put your hand inside your cloak. So Moses put his hand into his cloak, and when he took it out, the skin was leprous. It had become as white as snow. Now put it back into your cloak, he said. So Moses put his hand back into his cloak, and when he took it out, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. Then the Lord said, if they do not believe you or pay attention to the first sign, they may believe the second. But if they do not believe these two signs or listen to you, take some water from the Nile and pour it on the ground. The water you take from the river will become blood on the ground. Our topic this afternoon is baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. Have you ever been around people who are always talking about what they're going to do? I must admit, James, I'm pretty patient with most people. But that group of folks really get to me. Always talking about what they're going to do. I guess it makes them feel better. I, I guess in a conversation it boosts their self-esteem. They can brag with the fellas and make themselves feel equal or, or better. They, they can make the ladies feel like they're really about something, whether they are or not. Maybe other women do it around women so, so that you can believe that you got some goals like everybody else in the group, but you're always talking about what they're going to do. Got the same goals this year that they had two years ago. And you can see them five years from now. And they're still talking about what they're going to do. And we like to say, if you're going to talk the talk, then walk the walk. We say, don't talk about it. Be about it. But they're always talking about what they're going to do. Surrounding folks like that just lying? Are they just fronting? 
Are they just posing? Or are they just insecure? Or is it just wishful thinking? Like if they say it enough, it's just going to magically happen one day. Or could it be that they have a desire to walk the walk, but have no idea how to make the first step? Well, y'all, we have talked about purpose long enough. We know who we were born to be and what we were born to do and why. For So for the next several months, our theme here at New Antioch is now walk it out. Now walk it out. Now walk it out. You've been called out. Now walk it out. You've been singled out. Now walk it out. You've been brought out. Now walk it out. We have talked it out. Now walk it out. It's time to be about it. It's time to walk in purpose. We have said yes. Almost every church service and every prayer service this year, we've ended up saying yes. We've said yes. We've said yes, yes. We've cried and said yes. We've laid out and said yes. We've come to the altar and said yes. We sung yes. We said yes. We read yes. We said yes, 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 yes. Here's a perpetual yes. We've It's time to do yes. You've had six months to figure it out. You've had six months to argue with God. You've had six months to hear his voice. You have six months to accept that you are the one that's chosen. Now we're in month number seven, number seven, number seven. And so it's perfect time for you to now walk it out. Let's end the year right. We're in the second half of the year now. And we've had a long halftime break. And we don't know when things are going to get back to normal. There may never be another normal. So we can't let time be wasted. People are still dying without Christ. Teenagers are still making bad decisions. Fathers are still struggling with staying. Mothers are still tired and confused. Addicts are still filling their bodies with poison. Girls are still being victimized by predators. Boys are still being targeted by the system. Children are still being exposed to way too much life. Mental illness is still on the rampage. Violence and anger has cheerleaders even among the saints. God called you because he still loves the world. He sent you because you are the answer to somebody's prayer. He prepared you so that you can fulfill purpose because God responds when he hears the cries of people and when he does he chooses someone to use. And in our text, the choice was Moses. God's people were being oppressed. They were enslaved, yet they were too strong. They were blessed and they were talented. Sounds familiar, don't it? And there was too many of them. And their captors were jealous and afraid of them. So they killed all the boys to wipe out a generation, but they missed one. Now that should be a praise for somebody because the thing that you've been through wiped out everybody else. The devil came after everybody like you, but you have to tell the devil you missed one. That's somebody, I saw one person at that stage, they praise the part. I know I should have been out of here, but devil, you missed one. Missed me. They missed one. His name was Moses. Moses was one of the oppressed people, but he got adopted by the oppressors. So he is a Hebrew, but he's raised as an Egyptian. Uh-oh, Moses. It's a setup. He, he grows up and he finds one of the Egyptians beating a Hebrew. He finds one of the oppressors that he grew up with beating the one he identifies with. The oppressors that he grew up with is beating one that he identifies with. And I gotta stop here to holler out to our black police officers. Moses know how you feel to be with the group, but identify with the other group. 
I holler out to you. I know, I know you, you, you're, you're in between. I, 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 I know what that struggle must feel like for you. I also want to holler out to white Christians who are taking a stand yeah. with the black community because I grew up with them, but I identify with you because you're my brother and you're my sister in Christ, and I'm between the two just want to holler out to you Moses understands how you feel Moses was raised with the Egyptians but he was born with the Hebrews now check this out Rev I didn't see this before Moses is from the tribe of Levi Levi is one of the brothers who was cursed by their father Israel because of his anger Simeon and Levi got mad at some folk that raped their sister and they wouldn't just kill up everybody. Their anger got the best of them. So when they went to get their blessing, their father cursed them because of their anger. So now even though Moses was raised as an Egyptian, he still had that bloodline of his great-great-grandfather, Levi, and that anger got a hold to him just like it had done his ancestor. And Moses kills the Egyptian that was beating the Hebrew. Yeah. Which lets me know no matter how you were raised and where you were raised, if you aren't careful, there's something about what's in your bloodline that's going to try to come back and derail you from your purpose. Wow. So now, because that bloodline came back, and, 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 and now he's killed somebody, so he's running for his, for his life. They're trying to kill him back in Egypt. He's running from his white life, and so he runs away, both from what was in his blood and away from where how he was raised. So, but how many of you know that the things you experience, plus the things that are born in you, are all just a setup. It's all just a recipe for a setup. Because check this out. He's away from Egypt. So he's not being abused as a Hebrew. Neither is he being infused as an Egyptian. He's, he's not being abused. Neither is he being infused with hatred and the racism uh, that, that came with the Egyptians. So God pulls him away to the backside of a mountain. And he teaches him how to shepherd. So when God hears the cry of his people in Egypt and he needs to send somebody that can maneuver around the Egyptians but that can identify with the Hebrews and who knows how to lead sheep around a mountain. I need somebody who can maneuver around Egyptians but who identifies with the Hebrews and can lead folk around a mountain. Moses is a setup. Yeah. He chooses Moses. Look at somebody and say it was all a setup. It was all a setup. My divorce was a setup. My being a single mom was a setup. Going to college was a setup. My getting married was a setup. My getting on drugs was a setup. My drinking was a setup. My molestation was a setup. My anxiety and depression was a setup. Not being raised in church was a setup. Being raised between the church and the world was a setup. My backsliding was a setup. My getting caught up in porn or in gambling or in gluttony was a setup. Setup. My selling dope on the street was a setup. My time in prison was a setup. So when God needed somebody to go back and set people free, he chose somebody who could not only walk among them, but who could also identify with them. Moses, it was all a setup. So what was his born identity? He was born to be a shepherd. Why him? Because he was Jewish and Egyptian. Why now? Because God was tired of his people crying out. Why this? It's because this is the best way to get them out of Egypt. So Moses, you're the chosen one. Now walk it out. Walk it out. But of course Moses has no idea how he's going to do something this big. Not somebody like him with nothing but a Thick and a st stutter. Going to a place where they were trying to kill him the last time he was there. And then tell a great king to let all his slaves go. 
and then convince some people who probably see him as a sellout to follow him out into the wilderness and nowhere. How in the world is he going to do this? God, you must be crazy. Y'all know the rest. And I'm out of my mind. It's too much to ask. It's too great of a task to ask for him. So Moses has to take some baby steps. The only way anybody learns how to walk is to start with some baby steps. All God is asking of you all today is to get started in your purpose. I know for some of you it's a lot. I know for some of you it may be overwhelming. I know it's scary and I know it's hard. I know you may be confused about the big picture, but today we have to walk it out. Somebody say walk it out. Walk it out. So let's start with some baby steps. Baby step number one. Start with what you have in your hand. Start with what you have in your hand. God was patient with Moses at first. He's asking all these questions. Well, who are you? And who said, man, who should I say? Sir? He's asking God all these questions. And here, here's one question. He said, what if they don't believe me? Or listen to me. And they say, the Lord didn't appear to you. And the Lord said to him, what's that in your hand? What have you been working with all this time? What do you know how to use already? What has your experience taught you? What did you learn along the way? What have you been doing in the last several years that's in your hand right now? See, now I know I've seen some pictures of Egyptians, especially Egyptian princes and pharaohs, and they all have this staff in their hand. And maybe they called it a scepter or whatever they called it. So maybe Moses may have already learned how to use a staff even before he went to Midian to become a shepherd. But we do know once he became a shepherd, shepherds always have a staff. And so for the last 40 years, and perhaps for even longer than that, Moses is is accustomed to having a stick in his hand. He knew how to use it. He knew how to wield it. He knew how to lean on it. He knew how to move with it. He knew how to fight with it. He knew how to lead with it. He could use it in multiple ways. So I'm asking you, what is it that you have learned how to work? What do you know how to work? What is it that you've learned how to lean on? What is it that you've learned how to make do what it do? What is the staff that is in your head? What do you know how to do right now? Are you the type that can talk your way through anything, into anything, and out of anything? Y'all know some of them people, they can talk their way through anything. They can talk their way into anything, and they can talk their way out of anything. Or are you one of those people who can think your way through anything, that can think your way into anything, and to think your way out of anything? Are you a person who can teach? Can you care for people? Do you sing? Do you worship? Do you, are you, uh, uh, do you play an instrument? Do you uh, give good advice to people? Or can you get a prayer through what's in your hand? Are you a good cook? Can you clean? Can you raise kids? Do you, are you good with technology or organization? Or maybe you're just great at social media. Do you, are you one of the people that can make a dollar act like it's a 20? Or can you shop well or, or make people look good? What's in your hand right now? What have you learned? to lean on? Is it your intelligence? Is it your personality? Is it your way with people? Is it your way with words? What's in your hand? Is it your business sense? Is it your ability to do numbers? Is it your ability to understand what other people don't understand? What's in your hand? You know how to use it. You know how to wield it. You know how to lean on it. You know how to move with it. You know how to fight with it. You know how to lead with it. You can use it in multiple ways. What's in your hand? God says to Moses, come on, baby, let's make some baby steps. Tell me what it is that's right here in your hand. Moses says, it's my staff. God said, take the staff and throw it down. Whatever is in your hand, sometimes you just got to do what God tells you to do and just throw it down. Somebody say, let's throw down. Let's throw down. Come on, come on, come on. Look at say, yeah, say, let's throw down. You can start your purpose just using what you already know how to do. If you know how to cook, that's already in your hands. You can start a ministry by cooking for people who can't cook for themselves. 
If you know how to clean, that's already in your hands. You can start doing ministry by cleaning for people who can't clean for themselves and minister to them while you're there in their home. If you know how to talk and you talk really well, you can talk people into stuff. You can start a ministry by just talking people into coming back to church. What's in your hand? What do you already know how to do? So Moses throws down the staff and then God takes over. He throws down the staff. God takes over the staff becomes a snake. And I love this part. I love this part. It becomes a snake and he runs from it. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yo, the Bible just tell all your business. It tell everything. He ran from it. Big old grown man. Sometimes when God shows you what he can do with what you have, it'll scare you so bad you'll run from it. Ask me how I know. One way I know is because y'all been running. Because <laughs> I passed a whole bunch of folk that been running from it. It'll scare you when you see what God can do with you. When God you. When God you when he begins to do the supernatural through you it makes you want to run sometimes but it's okay i know i'm in the house i know i'm on this dream too it make you run that's why some of you are not at church right now because you're running from what god can do through you but it's okay it's part of the baby steps just watch God do great things with what you already have in your hands. Y'all watch how God can do great things with what you already have in your hands. But we'll also move now into our time of giving, our time of giving tithe. Tithing, we believe here, is for worshipers only. It is a part of our worship. It is a part of what we do in our obedience just to show God that we are obedient and that we love him. There are three ways that you can give to our guests that have joined in. We are grateful that you are here and welcome into this place. You too also can give as those give that are members of our ministry. Three ways to give. You can give online at nuantia-aliante.org. Push the donate button and follow the prompts. Second way you can give is through text. Text 77977 to New Antioch, all one word, and follow those prompts. And then you can also give through the standard mail system. Our address will, will be in the comments is 2550 Nature Park Drive, North Las Vegas, Nevada, 89084. We are grateful for those who continue to give, grateful for your obedience in giving. So God gets him back in there. He runs. He said, come on back. He gets him back in there. He said, grab that snake by the tail. He grabbed it. He said, we're working on, on baby steps. And he grabs it and he turns back into a staff. So now, now you know how to let God use what's in your head. That was his first baby step. He said, this, said the Lord, is so that they believe that the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Jacob has really appeared to you. So not only will you believe as God, when you see him do something supernatural with what you have in your hand, not only will you believe as God, but they will too. Well, who are they? Pastor Rhonda came to my leadership camp and she, she talked about some people, some theys. The haters, the spectators, the seekers, and the becomers. The haters need to know that's God on you. The spectators are watching. They need to, they're going to know that's God with you. But then there are the seekers. There are some people who want to know that God is real. And they're looking at your life to see if God is really real. They're seeking for the truth. They're seeking for something real in this world. And the seekers will know this is God. And then there are the becomers. Those are those who are becoming what you what you're are right now. They're looking at you to become what they're supposed to be next. And they're watching too. And they need to know it's God. So not only will you believe when God begins to use what's in your hand, not only will you believe it, but the haters, the spectators, the seekers, and the becomers can look at that and say, I know that's God. Yeah. So let's take another step. Baby step number two. Next, try what you have in your pocket. 
The Bible says, and the Lord said, put your hand inside your cloak. So Moses puts his hand inside the cloak, took it out, it was leprous. And then he said, put it back. He puts it back in the cloak, he takes it out, and it's back to restore, being restored, like the rest of his hand. So he basically said, let's try working with what's not in your hand, but you can pull it out when you need to. Now we don't have cloaks like that. We don't use cloaks like that. But, but we do have a saying, I got a little something in my back pocket. Man, hey man, you got, you got a little something in your back pocket. It's not in your hand, but if you need it, you can pull it out your pocket. So God showed Moses what else he could do with what Moses already had. So now Moses understands the supernatural a little bit better, so he don't freak out this time when his hand turns into leprosy. The first time he ran. But okay, I see that this is supernatural. So this time, he's taking another baby step. Yeah. This time, he don't freak out when he sees that. God will use these baby steps uh, so, so you can get used to the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit on your life. He takes you these, these little steps so that you can get used to it. In other words, he'll tell you to go over there and pray for that sister because this is what's going on in her life. And you sit there and you do what Moses did. You argue with her. Well, who am I to go pray for her? And she might not accept that. And God, is that really you? And then you know I don't do stuff like that. And you argue with God like that. And then somebody else comes up and they do the same thing and they go and they pray for that sister and they say the same thing that God said for you to say. So now you know, oh, I see, God really was speaking to me. God really did tell me to do that. He, he knew you wasn't going to do it when he told you to do it in the first place. Well, why would he tell you to do it? Baby steps. Then let me show you that I can work the supernatural through you. And so here it is. Moses understands now a little better. He doesn't freak out this time. He getting, he's getting used to the power of the Holy Spirit on him. So I ask you, what do you have in your pocket? When I started pastoring, I had, before I started pastoring, I had music ministry, youth ministry, and ability to teach the word of God. And I did therapy. That was all in my hands. But then the call came to become a pastor. Now, I'm a pastor's kid, so I actually had church organization in my pocket. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't in my hand, mm -hmm. but it was in my pocket. I could pull it out. Uh -huh. I was an intercessor's kid, mm -hmm. so I had prayer in my pocket. Uh -huh. I was an athlete, uh -huh. so I had the ability to work with the team in my pocket. It wasn't in my hand, but when I needed it, I could pull it out of my pocket. I was a middle child, and middle children often develop relationships outside the family. So my relationships became another thing I could pull out of my pocket. I had some relationships in my pocket. Because I didn't have the ego strength or the fight to be a pastor. But I had my relationship with Pastor Cheltenham in my pocket. I didn't have the personality or the people skills to be a pastor, but I had my relationship with Pastor Regina in my pocket. I didn't have technology skill or, or gift for details or management of information skills, but I had my relationship with Pastor Joyce in my pocket. I didn't know nothing about AV and recording and equipment you needed to buy and how to set up banking, but I had my relationship with Pastor Erica in my pocket. And just to give me double of just about everything that I mentioned above, and then somebody who can manage me and be able to do me better than I do me, he gave me my relationship with Pastor Tara was in my pocket. I had some relationships in my pocket. They weren't in my hand, but I could reach for them if I needed to. So I ask you, what do you have in your pocket? What other skills do you have? What other relationships do you have that God can use to fulfill your purpose? Pull them out, pull them out, y'all. Pull out, see what you got in your pocket. It might not be in your hand, but let's take another baby step. What you got in your pocket, surrender it to God and watch what he can do with it. Walk it out, somebody say, walk it out. Walk it out. Baby steps. Baby steps. Mm -hmm. What do you have in your hand? What do you have in your pocket? Mm -hmm. Then the Lord said, if they do not believe you or pay attention to the first sign, they may believe the second. Because haters, spectators, seekers, and becomers, the becomers might believe the first sign. The seekers might believe the second. But them haters. The spectators might go either way, but 
He said, if they don't believe these two sides or listen to you, here's I got something else. Take some water from the Nile. Now understand, he's in Midian. The Nile's in Egypt. He's already pointing him to where he's going to be. So his third step is already futuristic. He said, pour it on the dry ground. The water you take from the river will become blood on the ground. So here's baby step number three. Leave the rest of what God has up his sleeve. Leave the rest of what God has up his sleeve. I promise you, God has some stuff up his sleeve. He will blow your mind. At this point, he doesn't even have to demonstrate this one to Moses. The first miracle scared Moses. The second miracle showed Moses. Now he's to the point that all he has to do is tell Moses. Baby steps, baby steps. First I introduce you, then I show you, then I tell you. I first introduce you, then I show you, then I tell you. Every step builds confidence. Every step builds relationship. Every step has a lesson. Every step makes you better. Moses didn't even use that last one until he got to Egypt. And you will grow to the point where you're walking in purpose. And all God has to do, Keisha, is tell you what to do next. Because God has some stuff up his sleeve. He won't leave you out there alone, I promise. He won't leave you out there alone. I'll be with you always, even until the end of the age. I will never leave you nor forsake you in the fire and in the flood. I'll be with you. Your help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. God has some stuff up his sleeve. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you ask of thee. He's got some plans for you to bring you a hope and a future. Eyes have not seen, neither have ears heard the good things that God has in store for you. He laid out a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Your cup will run over. Those who know their God will do great exploits, greater things that Christ did. Will you do? God has some stuff up his sleeve. So stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Be still and know that I am God. These times will follow you. If you believe in my name, you will cast out demons. You will speak with new tongues. You will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Just take baby steps. Let's get it started. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started in here. Baby step number one. Start with what you have in your hand. Baby step number two. Try what you have in your pocket. Baby step number three. Leave the rest of what God has up his sleeve. And God will teach you how to walk it out. Hosea 11.3 says, It was I who taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by the arms. But they didn't realize it was me who healed them. He said, I'll teach you how to walk. God will teach you how to walk it out. Just take a step. Today. Today. Do it today. Do something that lines up with your purpose today. Understand that you were chosen to be in this room to hear this word today. Understand that you were that you didn't just stumble upon this message, that you were designed to hear this message today. So do something that lines up with your purpose today. It's okay to be afraid. Moses was. Me too. It's okay to struggle with it. Moses did. Me too. It's okay to be intimidated by the task and not be able to see how you can do it. Moses couldn't see it either. Me too. He still had some questions for God. Darren, even after these three steps, then he started talking about, but God, I, 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 I can't, can't talk. So God gave him another baby step. He said, I'll send your brother with you. Well, guess what? You all have a pastor. I'll go with you. You have an entire pastoral staff. We'll go with you. You know you're called of God. You know you have a purpose. Now walk it out. Baby steps. Baby steps. Put me in A flat. Baby step. And so I, 
I got some songs I want to rest in your spirit so that as you walk it out this week, you have something that'll push you on. So, y'all, y'all, bear with me and my no singing self. You all right. But I, I want you to get it in your spirit. And so I'm gonna start with us older folk so you can have a little something. Y'all remember a little song that went like this? Walk with me, Lord. Walk with me. Walk with me, Lord. Walk with me.
like you know you mean that. My of those who are here to hear this word today. God, it's time for us to walk our baby steps. God, show everybody their next step. Let this word lean on them. Let this word bug them. Let this word be going to sleep with them at night. Let this word wake them up in the morning. That they must begin to walk out their purpose. I come against the spirit of procrastination that wants to put it off another six months. That wants to put it off till next year. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I come against the spirit of fear. I come against the spirit of doubt. I come against insecurity. I break the hold of them in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Fall fresh on them. 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 Fall fresh on them.
what she got in her pocket that she hasn't even reached for in the name of Jesus and then God you show her what you got up your sleeve in her life spirit of the living God lay your hand on her now in the name of Jesus come on there it is come on there it is come on there it is nothing else to do. God, from this day forward, my life is yours. You thought I gave, you thought you gave God your life. There's another level of giving God your life, and it is your day and your time today, 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 today. You've done your job in the past. It's time for your new job. It's time for your new direction. In the name of Jesus. your life and because you don't believe it's supposed to be you God is going to do it because you don't believe it's supposed to be God right now give her clarity Break every chain, break every fetter. Break 
the generational blessing. I call for the generational anointing that he got on both sides of his family. I call for the generational anointing. Let it fall on the man of God in the name of Jesus. From this day forward, he'll be able to play what he couldn't play before. He'll be able to say what he couldn't say before. He'll be able to pray like he's never prayed before. He'll be able to speak like he's never spoken before in the name of Jesus. Baby steps. Baby steps. If you're here today and you're listening, you may be in the room with us right now. Oh, thank you, God. You might be in the room with us right now. If you don't have this relationship with God, you need to be saved. You need to know that if anything happens to you, that you're going to heaven. You need to know that you have a sure enough relationship with God. Y'all, there is a heaven and there is a hell. I wish I could make up a different story. But there is a heaven, there is a hell. You got to go somewhere when you leave here. And death is so rampant right now. And it's not even just COVID. People just dying. I seem like for no reason. You need to know that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You may have accepted him years ago, but you know you have not been living for him. There are going to be people in heaven who think they have a relationship with God and they don't because they didn't take the moment to make sure. And so I want you to take that moment today. You need God in your life. You need to know that you're necessary, that you have purpose. Don't spend your entire life. And all we can say about you is that you were born, that you went to school, that you had a job and you had some kids and then you died. Your life is more than that. But you need to start it off with a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so if this is tugging at your heart, and you might be here in the building, if it's tugging at your heart, say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Forgive me for everything I've done wrong. Come into my heart and change my life. And I'll live for you for the rest of my life. I thank you, Lord for saving me in Jesus name amen now if you pray that prayer you are saved if you pray that prayer you believe it in your heart that's all it takes for you to be saved we would love for you to be a part of our ministry if you don't have a church home we would love for you to hang out with new acres here you will meet Jesus you will change your life and you will find your purpose and so on the comment section just let us know. Somebody's going to read the comments and let us know that you prayed that prayer and that you want this book. There, there's a book that I wrote called Saved, Salvation 101. And you know what it is? It's a book of baby steps. It basically tells you what to do next in order for you to have this relationship with Jesus. We'd love for you to have that book. We'd love for you to be a part of us. So in the comments section, please talk to us. And we thank God for saving you today. If there's anybody in the building, same thing. If you would pray that prayer, we're so glad to see you today. Just let us know I'm ready for this change in my life. Again, we can't lay hands on you right now, but you, we don't have to. God has spoken the word in your direction. And all you have to do is say yes and then do yes. So God bless you all, beloved. We are excited. It is prayer week. And boy, do we have a prayer week planned for you. Um, we are staging our own protest. I said I wasn't going to get out there with protesters. Because uh, I'm not trying to catch nobody's COVID. I need to be here to minister to you. So the best thing I could do a protest, I just skipped over and act like it wasn't the 4th of July, July yesterday. 4th of July yesterday, that was my protest. Uh, but... We are going to stage a prayer protest because we know who the real enemy is. We know what the spirit is behind us. This that we have been going through this year in 2020, it comes from the spirit of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. And we are staging a protest. Like Pastor Sharada told us, Jesus coming down here was a protest. 
And so we are staging a prayer protest this week. You all will be able to come to prayer. We're taking the first 50 people that signed up to come uh, to prayer on this week. We're going to same thing, mask and social distancing and, and sanitizing your hands. Uh, it's going to be, I don't know how, the way we're doing everything, I don't know how anybody can catch it just from coming down here. We're not, we're not contacting, we're not doing any contact. However, if you will come, we are going to protest Tuesday night. We'll be here at Aliante. And our prayer, our prayer protest Tuesday night will be about black lives. That we are not, uh, we don't consider ourselves a black church. Uh, although we are predominantly black, but we do have, uh, we do understand that there is an attack, that there is an issue with the black community and we are going to we don't we don't want we know people have, are up in the air whether black lives matter there's the movement and then there's the organization and we're not getting all of that we just gonna call it black lives we're going to protest for what is happening to black lives and it's more than injustice it's a whole lot happening to black lives and that's going to be our first night and we like our july prayer week to be like a revival so i'll be preaching the first night of the revival of the prayer revival and our prayer protest and then uh, Wednesday night will be at Central Campus. And that night we're going to protest against what the enemy is doing to us personally. It's a personal protest. That night is going to be it's going to be personal. I don't like some of the stuff the enemy is doing to me. I'm staging a protest. And you're going to do that for you. And Pastor Tara will be preaching on Wednesday night. And then on Thursday night, there is an attack on the family. There's an uh, oppression of families, and we're going to protest what's happening in the families. We're throwing a prayer protest against what the devil is trying to do in your family. There's stuff going on in the bedrooms of your house that you're not even aware of. And we're staging a protest, and Pastor Kevin is going to preach on Thursday night, and it will also be at Central Campus. All of this was going to be on the main New Antioch Christian Fellowship page. So if you're a member of New Antioch, there are three Facebook pages you need to. You don't have to do all the Facebook stuff. Just make your profile so you can get on these three pages. There's a New Antioch Christian Fellowship page. Then there's a New Antioch Aliante page. And then there's the House of Antioch page. Uh, my weekend updates happen on the House of Antioch page. The daily prayer at 7 a.m. happens on the Aliante page. The Bible studies, uh, we are, we're in a Bible study called Summer Reset. So meet me at 8 a.m. on Wednesday morning, those of you that can, or see it later in the day. Uh, that is on the main New Antioch page. And so you need to be on all three pages. And prayer week will be on the main New Antioch page. It has the furthest reach. It has the most people on it. And so we want you to be here for prayer week. The fast is the Daniel's fast for those Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. It will be fruits, vegetables, and whole grains. Fruits, vegetables, and whole grains for three days. It'll do you good. And so I think I'm going to talk about Wednesday about being physically fit since we'll be in the middle of a, a fast. we got to protest what's happening in our bodies. Anybody need to re be reset on what they how they treat their body? Do I have some help? And so we're going to talk about that Wednesday as we reset ourselves all summer. Again, the return to church survey is getting ready to be updated so that you can return to service in, in August or September. And if you still want to get in on July, please fill that out. And if you need help with that, just call the office and we'll give you help with that. Amen. And don't forget your offering. Please, uh, you've got to continue to do your tithing, continue to do your giving. Uh, those of you who uh, need some place to give, you don't have any place to give, this is a good place. This is good ground. And just give at newantioch-aliante.org. This is also First Sunday. So on First Sunday, we take a special offering for Sunrise Mountain. And so we are planting another church. And if you would like to give anything that you give, anything that you give, no, nothing is too small, nothing is too large either. Uh, for you to give towards Sunrise Mountain, you can also do that. Just make sure you make the notation. It is for our church plant in Sunrise Mountain. God bless you, my son Devin. Love to see you today. I'm so glad to see you. We pray for you so often.
for you so often. We love you, man of God. And you shall be blessed and it shall be well. God wanted you to hear this word today. Just baby steps. Just baby steps, man of God. In the name of Jesus. So finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be a good comfort. Be of one mind and live in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you. Greet one another with a holy wave. And all the saints here salute you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. Amen. See you in prayer. See you in prayer week. God bless you. We love you so much. Amen. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope this message really reached you. If you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit our central campus at newantioch.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dot org. Or for our Aliante campus, you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dash A-L-I-A-N-T-E. If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 for Aliante Campus or for Central Campus, it's New Antioch Central at 77977. Thank you.